Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 6 of season 13 of Be With Me in the Book of Ephesians. Paul is praying for his uh, Ephesian brothers and sisters, and he prays for a couple of things in chapter 1. He gives thanks for them, and then he, he prays for wisdom for them, prays for revelation of the knowledge of him that the eyes of their heart may be enlightened so that they can know the hope to which he called them, the riches of his inheritance. And then this is the one that I want to talk about today. Verse 19, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us? So he's praying and he says, I want you to know this great power that God has towards us who believe. Then he's going to describe that power as as he goes on in the next couple of verses. I'm going to start at 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ? Same power, he wants us to know, the same power that he worked in Christ, that God put to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He wants us to know his great power that he put to work in Christ's resurrection and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. So it's a resurrection power. It's a seated power. And then he describes how great this power is, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So he says, know the power. So let's talk about the, what, he, what we're supposed to know about the power today. So it's this great power. It's an immeasurable power. But here's the thing. It's directed towards us who believe. And we got to know it because we're going to have to use it to apply stuff here in, in, in a little bit. So this is not a theoretical power. It's a very practical power, and that's where we're going here today. So know that it's the same power that God put to work when Christ was resurrected. So, you know, talk about uh, powerful and, and beyond category. And think about this. This power is being directed towards us. God is directing resurrection power towards believers. So that's incredible. And God is directing seated power. So it's a finished, accomplished, confident uh, power. And God is directing a heavenly power. This is an otherworldly kind of a power. And it's described as far above rule, power, and dominion. So it's a power that is beyond category. And then he says it's above every name. So it's it's a power that's beyond person. And God is directing a power that is above every era, this age and future future age. And it's above any exception. As he said, all things are under his feet. So this power is beyond category. It's beyond person. It's beyond era. And it's beyond uh, exception. So why 
does God give us this incredible power that he describes as a resurrection power, a finished power, beyond category, beyond person, beyond era, and without exception. So why do we get this power? Why are we supposed to know this power? If we go along later in Ephesians, the whole book is about, or it's one of the themes of the book, uh, 3.7 says we are ministers according to the working of his power. So we're going to need the power for ministry. 3.16 says we are strengthened in our inner being in this power. So not only are we going to need it outside in our ministry, we're going to need it inside to strengthen our inner being, because, of course, that's where the battle takes place most often. And then 3.20, the power is at work within us. The verse says, 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. So it's going to affect our asking and it's going to affect our thinking. So we need this power internally, externally, for our thinking and for our asking. And then we're going to need it for fighting. So verse chapter 6 talks about putting on the armor of God. And the reason we do that is, is for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers. So we need God's power because we're fighting and wrestling with, with uh, cosmic powers, authorities, rulers. So we're going to need it internally. We're going to need it externally. We're going to need it for our asking. We're going to need it for our thinking. And then we're going to need it for fighting. For fighting the cosmic power. So God's power must be known correctly because it affects everything, or at least this whole list of things. So we're supposed to know God's power because he directed it at, he directed it at us. This power is towards us. Why is it towards us? Because it changes everything. It changes the way we think. It changes the way we minister. It changes our actions, it changes our prayer, and it changes our fighting. So we need to know God's power in order that we apply it correctly. So he asks us to know the power, this great power, this confident, finished, seated, resurrection power that's beyond category and above every name and above every era of this age or the one to come. And it's without exception in all things under his, his feet. He seems to put that power within, at work within us and also within the, in, in the church. Why? Because we need it. We need it to think right. We need it to be right. We need it to act right. We need it to pray right. And we need it to fight right. Join me in knowing God's power today. Thanks for listening.